0: It's not really a battery. I guess a battery is just pitcher catcher, and we also have, I don't know, something beyond a pitcher catcher. Maybe like a, a third base coach who who comes in. Um, but we are we are we are all here, uh, and um, this this week, uh, I think I think we have a, a clear direction, if you will. <laughs> That's uh, so bad. Uh, it, no, so I you know last night I was doing a thing that. That people do on, on Saturday nights. And I was dozing in an Uber. At, at a really stupid hour. Um, and I get. As frequently happens. Especially if I fall asleep. I get dropped off. And the guy says you're here. And I look up and I'm like. This is not my building. Um, because of where my building is. It was slightly. Kind of sort of down the block. And, and behind. Because of my little. uh where I think my address is. And this is a complete result of a reliance on Google Maps or, or the Maps app on your phone. And so I think today, uh, I really want to discuss the fact that no one has any idea where they're going anymore except for the fact that we have these wonderful, seemingly Maps applications.
1: Well, all right. First let's rubbish the idea that it's people don't know where they're going anymore no one ever knew that's why you have a whole there's a whole yeah. cadre of pop culture reference like there's a whole the whole stereotype of the stubborn husband who is lost but refuses to ask mm-hmm. for directions because it's yep. beneath his manly station like that didn't happen because everyone actually knew where they were going
0: so I, I, think, I think what it is 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 then it was – I get the sense, oh, I know where I'm going. I'll just go there. Whereas now it's – I always, quote, unquote, know where I'm going, but because I've put it up to the, the technology gods and, like, guide me. So you get in an Uber or a Lyft and someone's, like, looking at their phone with one hand and driving with the other, which actually the the three of us plus Kevin have experienced before. And I had nothing nice to say afterwards. I thought it was really dangerous. Well, you're – Yeah.
1: And your building is a, a- – a minefield for that partially because of the way streets converge around your neighborhood. Yeah. It's very, it's very confusing. Um, yeah. but I, I also, you know, I, I think that I think there's sort of two factors here. There's like the Uber Lyft thing. It's not, it's like a secondhand. You're, you're relying on Google maps because just like if you were taking a taxi, you're relying on someone else to actually physically get you to a place. Yeah. Just the difference is that taxi drivers have to, you know, take exams and and know the city they're driving in like the back of the hand. I don't
0: know that that's – I don't know that that's the truth anymore because I feel like last time I, I got in a I taxi – I don't think
1: you know that. When is the last time you rode in a taxi?
0: It, pro- it Probably with – I think it's within the last year. I seem to remember – I seem to recall there was a time I was coming home from a work event and – because I could charge it, they. I just took a taxi because I was right there, and it used the GPS. I'm like, You're a taxi; you shouldn't be doing it. But maybe that's out, outdated.
1: But so I think I'm also thinking of New York taxis too. Yeah, they're it, they're York, famously, you know, well versed in in the city.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you get into to, I think unionized and collective or unionized work, or where there's because they have the what do they call them the things that they bolt on the hoods. Um, the, the medallions, because there is a limit to how many you can have, I think that that you want to provide a, a better service. And same thing with in London because you do have to indeed take a test, which is good because those streets are stupid. Um, now but, but that is a certain type. I, I think there are, there are two, or at least immediately I can think of two different things, which is this is someone you don't know taking you somewhere that they may not know. Sure, and there's that service. But there's another example, and Max, I now post this to you. When is the last time you drove to your place of work without using a Maps application?
2: Uh,
0: <clears throat> Thursday. Don't you use the Maps applications a lot? When you no. drive to work? No, never. Okay. See, because I feel like I you've... probably
2: should, because sometimes I'll get on the highway on my normal route, and there's an accident, and I say to myself, "Oh, if I had checked ways, I would have avoided this." That's but I I never. But do. But
0: you, I think you check it a lot though, because you've mentioned too, like you'll drive to my place and you'll look for, or at least you used to. You'd be like, "I don't know which one is the fastest to get here." Even though in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, I just know these two routes, and I'll, I'll back cut." I, I think you you are someone who who you kind of, you know where you're going, but you are much more likely to be like, well, let me double check on that. And that doesn't come into my mind to think.
2: Yeah. So when I'm first learning a route, I definitely check and I'll check a bunch of different options, but I just really like maps. I think there is an issue with, I mean, when you said, oh, people used to know where they're going. I don't think that's the case, but I think people used to have a much better sense of direction and people used to be able to get by with street signs. And now it's like, Street signs seem almost foreign to people. I mean, I, I the last Uber driver I took home from the airport, I had mm-hmm. to guide him because he said, do you know where to go? This Maps app doesn't work very well. And when you get on that 395 intersection yeah. where there's like right by the, the Pentagon, he almost got in two accidents because nice. he wasn't listening to what I was saying in the Maps app. And it was like, you know, there's signs. Just look at the signs. It's really not yeah. rocket science. But people have lost... It seems like any ability to operate without the GPS on, and that's Do so you, that's the case yeah,
1: that sorry. I'm much more intrigued by, because that doesn't feel totally familiar to me. I, I think that I, you know, I guess I my my parents tried to like at least try to instill a good sense of direction, pretty early. And so now like I feel like I use maps relatively infrequently. And and there's also so the other thing is the question of using it as a GPS. So when I do uh even when I do use maps to, you know, to get to places where I I'm not totally familiar, I try pretty hard to re- you know, to not rely on turn-by-turn navigation, um, I I think of it maybe more like MapQuest, where like I'll use it and get the directions, and like I'll take screenshots of the directions or something, and then we'll refer back to them if I feel like I need it. I, so I don't know.
2: I think for the sake of the conversation, we're only really talking about the, the turn-by-turn GPS. That's, yeah. Because that's, what you're talking about is like, right. I mean, yeah, I used to use paper maps driving, yeah. and that's just... Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, you use a map because that's how you navigate the
0: world. But mm-hmm. we're
2: we're talking more about reliance on Siri saying you know turn left, turn it, right incorrect. instead of just knowing yeah. how to get somewhere.
0: And I think what happens is there's like a de- deterioration of of trust in yourself and also things like street signs. I think that so the where I got dropped off in my Uber, uh, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because. I live on a street the street where I was dropped off is not the street it's also not the number but it's what the because you're not people are not looking at the street and they're just trusting the the technology which makes sense I mean why would technology lie to you why would it lead you astray it knows everything um, but there's just it's putting too much stress in that and lessen your ability to uh, intuit what what is going on well, yeah, just but pause. there's also a question of Go ahead. Sorry,
2: I was just gonna say. There's also a question of how how active people are driving these days. I mean, mm-hmm. think about back when everyone was driving a, a manual transmission vehicle, and we've gone all the way to you know the cars. A lot of cars keep themselves in the lanes, and <laughs> some of them you know will parallel park themselves. I mean, it's 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 less and less active to the point where you drive on the highway, and unfortunately, and I hate this this uh, this truth, but you look around, and, and half the people driving are texting or on their phones while driving. That's what I see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one's paying attention, so if the phone doesn't tell them to take
0: an exit, they're not looking
2: at the signs. They're reading texts.
0: So I I think, do you, you know, again, Max, I, I think you use turn by turn. I know you use it more more than I do. I think I use it more like Sean does, which is kind of a classical map uh Situation. I did this yesterday when when driving somewhere. I pretty much knew how to get there, but I referenced the map before I started, and was like, "Oh yeah, I turned left here," and then and then I kind of knew it. But um, I, you know, of course, I've now lost i've I've lost my direction with with this. <laughs> but do you? No, I I, I recall now. Uh, in this in this, like my point. So by figuring it out that like oh I know how to get here um, it. Not that I've gamified it, but I feel some degree of satisfaction in being able to correct my course. Do you feel that when you can not use a map and get to where you're going? I think I think of this more when I'm walking on like a city street and I sort of am like, oh, I turn left here and turn right here and then I'll, I'll get there with, without a map. When you do it yourself, do you feel any satisfaction?
2: Yeah no I yeah I like uh, being able to to navigate myself. You brought up walking though. I will not use turn by turn directions while walking.
0: Yeah, I, I for a bunch of reasons. I mean, I think that there's a well. First of all, I don't like have it like on speaker. But sometimes I'll i there there's some places I've walked before that that I've done it because it was kind of convoluted um, in non-grid situations, but. I think that there's something to be said for, especially if you're in a city, to look confident where you're going. R- really, I'm just doing it based off of like what other people think. That's honestly what it's about. How many want...
2: how many pedestrians have walked into you in the past week because they were looking at their phones instead of where they were walking? I
0: I don't I don't want to start talking about the the sidewalk kamikazes that Facetime <laughs> walking, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 an epidemic. There's a reason these hands are always ready. I, I'm oh just my saying. God. No, I, I think that yeah, I think especially with walking, even with driving, if I can get somewhere without having to reference a map or think about the turn my turn navigation, it it makes my drive a lot more enjoyable because if it speaking of distractions, if I've got that going, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what what the fuck is a thousand feet? I don't know how far a thousand feet is. So you you have brought
2: up an interesting thing with you know the satisfaction of getting somewhere without needing the GPS. Then I think you go into there's there's two things at least two things I can think of that the turn-by-turn GPS offers. One is directions. The other is essentially, like, real-time updates on traffic. So, like, when I drive from here to the, the northeast, even though I know the route, I know the route and I don't need GPS, but I will often either check it or keep it on because it will update me on potential accidents or traffic and reroute me accordingly. I think and it's, that's like a different use almost because it's not that I need it to tell me where to go. I know, I'm not going to miss my turns. It's more if it tells me, oh, this route's going to take 35 minutes longer because somebody drove off the GW Bridge. I'm going to avoid the GW Bridge.
0: I guess that's true, but also I when I get into situations like that, especially to dri- for driving to work it, when I used to do that, if there was an accident added 15 minutes, that's going to add 15 minutes for everybody. If it's somewhere that I have to be at at a certain time, then I'll do that. But otherwise, it's like your attitude okay.
2: might change when you're taking like a 13 hour
0: drive, though. Yeah, but a 13 hour drive, 35 minutes is that's really no skin off your nose.
2: Uh, I mean, if you can avoid uh, three 30 minute delays, I yeah, then I don't totally, I'm ag- do I don't that.
1: totally agree with that. Um, but I will also say that the the traffic analysis function is probably the, the thing that I care about the least. I care about it primarily for exit numbers when I'm going a new place that requires highway driving.
0: Uh, see, yeah, I think I think Max, you're more into the traffic stuff. I think you do check that, and I absolutely I like to know how long it should take me to get somewhere, but I don't think about the additions or stra- subtraction, sub- subtractions um, related to
2: interesting. Uh, see, that's interesting to me because I've actually wondered at what point does it does it become the fact that so many people are using Waze, let's say, to to guide them, that all of a sudden when Waze says there's an accident and it's five minutes faster to take this side road, mm-hmm. it makes so many cars go to the side road that Waze is actually creating traffic by
0: by trying to <laughs> eliminate it. I, I've never seen that studied, but I I just, just like the fact that they're gonna add tolls to parts of um, to 66, which you know is inside baseball, but that's the main east west highway uh. Uh, for the DC area. And they're putting a toll on part of it. It's very uncertain to me how it's going to work. They're not putting
2: a toll. They've put up like seven of these structures, and they're the ones that go over the road. But people think for some reason they need to stop underneath them. Well,
1: they're speed horrible. cameras,
0: obviously. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the deep
1: speed. state is out to get you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is you <laughs> oh know, this is reminiscent of a, a television program we all enjoy, in which a certain character uh, tries to avoid uh, prophecies and then ends up fulfilling them.
0: Uh, which show?
1: It it would be Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, uh, yes. I just I've read a lot of stuff recently that has to do with prophecies. Like I read, um. Anyways, it's I'm a
1: basically Marikani just looking movie. for a way. I, I'm as as we discussed on on another episode. I what you know, I've watched the whole show since June first, 2017. So I'm in kind of super withdrawal, and I'm just kind of trying to take any chance i can get shoehorn game of thrones references back into into my life
0: so uh, i think back to the thing you you brought up max with everyone using Waze or, or google maps app or for whatever reason you use the the apple maps application um which and, and if you
1: do get out of my life i don't want to be friends it's with you anymore. It's, it's not that bad it's it's, it's like that's if people... incorrect uh,
0: anyways that's that's beside the point I think that this this side roads thing is is a reality, and I know that they've they've had particular issues in in the Bay Area that that I've heard about. And I think because of the 66 thing, my neck of the woods is going to have different traffic patterns because it's an alternative. Um, I think that's another aspect that is true. If you're using a mobile application in your car, how? Do you have any concerns about that? You know, we talked about the distractions of of the driving aspect, but people are always like, "Oh, security, security, security." <laughs> Google knows where you are. They literally know where you are in your phone because you're like, "I need this," and and I don't know if people realize that enough. Which is, is there some weird safety thing that something terrible happened to you? They could probably check, you know, where you were walking because you had your maps application on. Yeah, probably. But also, I you know the fact that they can tell how long it's gonna take or what the traffic accident is, that's because everyone is in their system. And I don't know that I don't know that makes me feel uncomfortable, but it's something that I don't think people necessarily think about. Are are you okay with that?
2: I'm okay with it, but you're asking the wrong person. I, I am of the attitude that everything on the internet is public and open and any semblance of privacy or security is a sham. Uh <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> pessimistic in that in that regard. So I'm the wrong person to ask, but I don't really care. Uh, it's like if you know if Amazon tells me what to buy, I, it's cool. They're no, probably giving me stuff if, I want.
0: Um, uh, I, people been, don't think about that. this. has been right. Pierce's like,
1: paranoia hour. Yeah. So
0: so and and then you know speaking of of you don't think any of us private Sean, I ask you the same question with keeping in mind. The whole horror of having cars and especially sixteen year olds having cars way back in the day going to drive-in theaters was this is basically a living room on wheels, and there is some sense of <clears throat> privacy in your car and now someone else is in your car with you big IP
1: oh my God I mean I mean with sixteen year olds we' basically just gone from one dangerous thing to another. I mean, we started you know. Seatbelts used to not be legally required, so you could just sit in this metal death trap and and drive to the movies to get a chocolate malted and, and catch a double feature. <laughs>
0: chocolate malted? And now, is that a protein
1: powered powder flavor? No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, and now, you know, now you just take your phone, which is already an extension of you in... The entire rest of your life, and you just take it into the car. Um, I mean, I I would say that I don't think that... I don't know that teenage drivers necessarily scare me more now um, than they did always
2: you know it's it's older drivers that scare me now because they're the ones that are they're texting and driving but are really bad at texting <laughs> and
0: I, it's <laughs> horrifying and i think we have we there might you mentioned this the these like weird toll things or the camera things and also there are roads now that have the you should be driving this speed even though it's really this speed there are all these signs and i don't know if they realize most of the people on the roads are looking at their phones because that's how they their directions. Some people are used to looking at signs, and the signs kind of blow right now. I'll be honest, because they're just... I see too many, and when do I see people put on their brakes? When there's something interesting going on on the side of the road totally out of the way from them, or when there's a sign? Because people, I think, are just not maybe used to them anymore because it's like, wait, my my application that I've been staring at instead of the road has been telling me this one thing this sign now says that there's a detour does that apply to me and I just think that there's so little uh, you know intuition going on on the roads that you mentioned a teenage driver being dangerous Sean I think everyone's kind of dangerous because they have too many weapons at their disposal
1: I suppose um, that's fair
0: mainly mainly the one uh, on the right foot because you know there are a lot of two-footed drivers out there so I I I think that I understand the use of the, the applications for Uber and Lyft and those services because that is someone on demand driving you somewhere that they might not be familiar with. And the idea is to get you there quickly um, and cheaply uh, for the benefit of them, for the benefit of you. I think it's when people are not in the situations like us, driving somewhere that you kind of know ahead of time you're gonna drive there and then still being victim, not victim, but just locked in uh, on you know this this thing in front of you that is inherently a distraction that's that I'm not as okay with. I don't know that it's bad for people to do that because I want them to know where they're going but driving is probably the most dangerous thing we do. Uh, you know, for like 99% people, it's the most dangerous thing you do. And to be in your car and not exactly know what you're doing, when you frame it that way, is kind of horrifying.
1: But then – so then that still comes back to the, the question of how it's really changed because, you know, 20 years ago when you didn't – you just didn't have this option – you still also didn't know where you were going.
0: Well, the the packaging for a map made it kind of difficult to check that while you were driving though. I it think you sure had to did. stop. Or,
1: well, Even- or or you just get stubborn and go, I can handle, I can multitask this and you try to fold out an accordion paper oh. map. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> dangerous too
0: we we actually we have to uh we have to age check ourselves 20 years ago it was one sheet of paper because it was map quest 20 years ago so 30 but years but you're, fine. you're no i yeah. I, mean,
1: I still have a a proper fold out map uh and max I was about car. to
2: ask that question is do you guys both have maps in your car i i have maps in my car that cover the entire east coast of the us so
1: i have done map oh, i don't know what it is though I think i have four i don't ever look at it it's it's purely it's like it's basically an apocalypse strategy.
0: So I wonder if part of this has to do with, you know, Sean, you're from an area of the world where I think roads do some funny things. And, and, you know, and being a city that I don't know that New Orleans is particularly gritty um, with a D gritty. <laughs> um, so so maybe a map is good. It's sure Max, it sure isn't good. Gritty. gritty. <laughs> I mean, you have bodies of water on all sides. It, it's it, it, you flow, know,
1: but that flow in different directions.
0: Yeah, more more power to the crazy people who decided New Orleans was a good place to, to, to you know make home because they've made a great thing out of it, even though it it's against you sometimes. But and then Max, also speaking of bodies of water, the fact that you spend so much time in Maine and even your you know where you grew up there are a lot of little windy roads there aren't a lot of highways and stuff i am a child of suburbia uh, commuting to dc i am used to highways and big roads and it's really just a left and a right on the two big roads and then it's the it's the target on the left side just turn a left in there 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 isn't a lot of maps to go by and mm-hmm. i think i am conditioned by that in my driving which is like this has to be easy like why would it be difficult and then i drive somewhere in dc and i get sort of lost
2: yeah and to the point about maine you've also brought up that uh, not really anymore but as short as as recently as like 10 years ago the the gps's didn't necessarily work in all these places yeah if you live in a big city your your phone gps will work fine but i still sometimes drive places where the the gps doesn't work
0: yeah that thing where like the road wouldn't be on it and uh well there's that too
2: yeah Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, d- I don't have a map in my car, and I've never, I don't think I myself have ever used a map to drive somewhere, uh, except on my phone, oh. like not, not a paper map. So that's kind of foreign to me, but I do imagine that you would have to stop and unfold it to, to look at it, or ask your co pilot, and then you're including other people, so there's less of a distraction for you. Um, yeah, I think that the, you know, as, as always, the internet is wonderful except that it's horrible because we've created this great thing that is also a distraction and maybe makes the the process more dangerous than than it should be
1: yep all right
0: so let us know if you want to see more maps in cars and uh, if we yeah. should go back. <laughs> we didn't to... even
2: get into cars that have like the GPS built into them. I just think that's so stupid. <sighs> I feel like it's
0: a waste of money.
2: It is because the the GPS is not going to last as long as the car. And so you're going to be driving a car in 10 years that has this GPS that you never use because it's, it's not nearly as good it's as the one on your phone.
0: maybe not updated. Yeah, that's that's what I'd worry about.
1: And then it also assumes that you're going to have the good sense to drive your car for 10 years
2: even let's say four years
1: yeah no you're 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 right um <laughs> oh boy i feel like we 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 brought up a whole world of questions that we couldn't possibly have time to answer
0: and i think that's that's the point of of bringing an application into your car that's pretty much also
1: what we can do tell you. on this podcast yeah, well, it's it's just you
0: like you put it up there, and then it's like, oh, you're going to this place. Do you want to know all the coffee shops by? It's like, oh, maybe I do. And you start looking while you're at a red light, and then you fucking run into the back of somebody, and then they're like, you know, they were FaceTiming, and you're like, damn. And the person on the phone, I mean, with which them one, one like, of us is what in the happened? wrong? Yeah. I don't which know, one of us using our
1: phones in the car is 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 the wrong person?
0: My my only suggestion is take your time driving. I try to do that. Maybe have a co-pilot if you're going somewhere, especially that you haven't been before so you're not distracted. Put in a CD, don't touch anything, and drive. Maybe talk to them. Maybe be a social individual. Maybe not, but, you know, be careful out there because someone is actually going somewhere put, important. Put in a tape and keep two hands on the wheel <laughs> at 10 and 2. <laughs> well, 8 and 4 for, for those of us younger folk, but, yeah. All right. 8 and 4? These... What? Oh, yeah, they did that. They, did. They did that in high school I mean they said 8 and 4 Dude, and their we're, reasons were
1: we're younger than you I got 10 and 2 for certain
0: so the reason they say 8 and 4 is because if you get in a wreck um you'll break your wrists yeah so don't get in a wreck okay well don't look <laughs> at your fucking phone um so and also drive with the assumption that I'm in the safest position for when my car crashes <laughs> also they said that like the air that comes out of the airbags if they deploy were um they'll like the the air will burn you like you'll get burns because it's really hot yeah and then they also said that if you have eight and four you can kind of rest your arms on like your your thighs which is bullshit they're doing it because of the safety thing so you understand why i i don't i don't like fear mongering because i feel like that's an instance of fear mongering and it's cloaked in education um they assume that you're gonna wreck so they tell you how to
1: I think the only one I got was don't uh, was don't drive with your thumbs extended on the wheel, because oh. if you get a wreck, you'll break oh, yeah. your thumbs, and that's a motherfucker.
0: Yeah. And
2: don't put your feet on the dashboard if you're in the passenger seat,
1: I because that's disgusting. I can't believe anyone has ever had to say that before. <laughs> well, I'm saying it now. I know, I know, I know.
0: I don't just there have been people recently who told me how much they like doing that, and I had to sit on my hands. It is
1: such an <laughs> egregious violation of the social contract. It is so fucking dangerous. it's disgusting yeah. because your feet are your feet and the I think by and large I'm gonna draw you know paint with a real broad brush and say that the people who put their feet up on the dash are probably also the people that just like t- get someplace and take their shoes off. No. No, yeah.
2: and if you get in a wreck in that position, you may never walk again. <laughs> you
0: will not walk again because of what it does. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I saw a, a video recently. No, it, I think it was on Deadspin. Yeah, or like Jalopnik. Yeah, I didn't look at it.
2: Uh, <laughs> <geez>. well, <laughs> if, if, if you're one of those people that, that that likes to do that, you should check out the, the video.
0: Here, all I'm saying is like, be safe while driving because these are machines that are very heavy, moving very quickly, and there are a bunch of them out there. Don't do that. Don't look at your phone. Mine's not that. Easy. All right. You can have your feet out in the car if Quentin Tarantino asks you, and it's in a movie, and your name is Uma Thurman. That's it. That's the list.
1: Yep, pretty much. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Be Just careful. Be if you don't understand the physics of a car crash, um, go back to high school, please. Um, because it's an Im- it's really it's bad stuff. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I this is usually the part of the show where we uh, solicit you to come check us out on Facebook and Twitter and, and let us know what you think. But uh, if you're pro uh, feed on the dashboard, I don't want you to do that. So, uh, y- you know, if you want to talk about Uh, something else you know where to find us Um, uh, and for the rest of you uh, we will just go ahead and move on to Pierce is sorry
0: uh yeah so this this weekend I I don't know I had some is it's fall and you know school is starting and thinking that I started college eight years ago now thoughts like that terrible thoughts i was having um and i and i realized uh that you know now it's it's very quickly approaching six years since uh kendrick lamar came to uva and he was at the student activities building and i'd seen him earlier in the summer and then he was coming it was very exciting um and uh you know this week um I'm apologizing uh, for, I, I just recalled that, um, so in anticipation for that concert, it it didn't sell out. It was him and Stali, which is really hilarious now, not because of the Stali thing, but because a Kendrick Lamar concert didn't sell out where tickets were like $10 or something. But this was a long time ago. Um, so I texted a a friend of mine um, and I said, hey, you know, you should come to the Kendrick Lamar concert. So he doesn't respond immediately because some people don't respond to text immediately, which is fine. I do get a text later. It's, and this was the text, and I will never for, never forget this. It was, what's a Kendrick Lamar? I apologize for continuing to be friends with this person beyond that response. First of all, it doesn't make sense, like, from a syntax perspective, and Second of all, now he, he's pl- he played himself by not knowing who Kendrick Lamar was. He should have known who he was then, but like really now I, I don't think he reflects on the fact that he asked what's a Kendrick Lamar. if I was still friends with this person because not they were not friends, but you know I haven't talked to him in a very long time. but I, I should remind him maybe I should te- maybe maybe it's my fault. I should remind him that he didn't know and I tried to bring light into his life and he rejected it. Um, so I could have been a better friend. Or I could have been a much worse friend.
1: So just to be clear, this is yet another self-apology.
0: Well, so I came into this being like, this person was an idiot, what a fool. But now I'm like, maybe I'm the fool. Because I could have either just been really strong there and and called him an idiot and be like, we're not friends anymore. Or I could have better been a better friend and explained it better. Because I don't think I really explained it. So actually, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to this person because... I should have done more work to convince him to come to a Kendrick Lamar show because that's something he probably would have remembered for the rest of his life. So I could have brought joy to someone and I didn't because I was a bad friend. How did you explain it? I don't think I did because I just, I looked at the text and said what I just, I, I was just like, I was like, we're not even close anymore. I'm not going to waste my time trying to explain to this person uh, what's going on. But yeah, that was probably bad. So I, I'm sorry for being a bad friend. <laughs> And all I'm sorry right. for, you know, looking looking at myself and being myopic in front of you two. So I was, you know, also a bad friend. But we do this every week, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's nothing we're not used to. Um, all right, so to close out the week, um, I'm going to celebrate a thing that was uh, posted to The Ringer this week. Um, I think it was this week and not... Oh, nope. It showed up, I think, probably via facebook this week but it's actually from may um and it is a definitive ranking of one of my favorite things in movies the getting the gang together montage um and i just i just want to say that uh my my personal favorite getting the gang together montage uh is is rated very highly and yet also not highly enough because I will accept nothing less than the number one spot for D2, The Mighty Ducks. That is an all-time Get in the Gang Together montage. I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, that it's the movie where we're introduced to uh, one of the greatest characters in cinema, and that is Russ Tyler. Uh, played by Kenan Thompson, whose signature move is the knuckle puck. Um,
0: there there are so many things that don't make sense about that character and, that I didn't understand then, and I understand now.
1: But that's and for as I time. was just reminded, um, Goldberg, the uh, the portly goaltender, uh, at the time that they get the gang back together for the uh, the Goodwill Games. Uh, is working at a deli and it's just <laughs> it's just poetic justice uh, if I can also shoehorn in a, a Kendrick Lamar reference uh, so watch d2 the mighty ducks um, go go read the ringers getting the gang together montage rankings which we'll post up with this episode what um, was number one number one is Armageddon.
0: I've never watched that movie I'm not going to so I'm sure it's really good.
1: So they ranked they, they ranked uh, based on the mission, uh, the sentence uh, which is I guess is the sort of the, the sales pitch um, Oh the introductions and then uh, geographical distance covered.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially all of these are are based off of the film Seven Samurai, which before the podcast we were talking about really long movies. That's a really long movie, but that's the whole yeah. We gotta get this band of misfits together to to save the town yeah. kind of thing.
1: Surprisingly high on this list, uh, McGruber. I was
0: about to say McGruber, but I figured it would be <laughs> nowhere on that list. It is I, I
1: just six. are they? That's are, awesome. Are they it's usually, so good.
0: Are they usually like quick ones? Like the the D the D two thing? It's it's pretty much yeah, it's kind of quick. Like oh guys, you know, jump in the car or whatever kind of things. Or can you do like longer? Not really slow, but longer. Burn like Blues Brothers, where you got to go find everybody.
1: Um, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to find uh, Blues Brothers is not in this ranking.
0: Wrong glass, sir.
1: That's upsetting to me. That is upsetting. Um, none of these rank highly on geographical distance covered. Um, hmm. I don't I don't think I've seen anything higher than a 3 out of 10. Interesting. Oh.
0: Anyways, that's you a cool plug,
2: list. You plug that into MapQuest to see how far 3 out of 10 <laughs> is. God damn it. Oh, right. sorry. We we've, got
1: a, we've got a 9 for uncommon valor. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. Sure. I don't know what the fuck uncommon valor is. Sorry to Gene Hackman. Um, all right, <laughs> that's that's the end of the show. Uh, pro- to save all of you from my my rambling as I read this ringer piece in real time, uh, you can find <laughs> us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at it's pretty okay at gmail find this in every episode of the it's pretty okay podcast at our home on the web www.prettyokaypod.com or subscribe to the show on itunes or pretty much anywhere else that you get your podcasts if you do that we would appreciate a rating review comment um we'd also love if you have friends that you think would be interested in the show but don't know about us yet uh let them know uh, we would love to uh, share what we're doing with them. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm back. Thanks for listening. Bye.